Okay, so we talked uh, before about the moment at the end of the Civil War and the, inst- and the establishment essentially of two major uh, institutions. The first is First Baptist Church, established right on the heels of the Civil War. The second is the Jefferson School, also established right on the heels of the Civil War. Many of the early educators uh, that are teaching at the Jefferson School are actually formerly enslaved people who had learned to, to read and write at the University of Virginia. Isabella Gibbons is a critical one of these. Uh, she, at the moment of the uh, termination of slavery at the University of Virginia, she leaves the University of Virginia. She's been in and around the education at the University of Virginia her whole life. She comes here and becomes one of the key principal educators at the Jefferson School for the rest of her life. She continues to commit uh, her life to that, uh, to that education of uh, children in the city of Charlottesville. So the Jefferson School is established in 1865 as the black school in Charlottesville, right? Um, a lot of black agents together um, uh, with some of their white allies for a brief season uh, established the Jefferson School. Uh, and it becomes a critical backbone of the black community in Charlottesville, together with First Baptist Church. Uh, so the Jefferson School uh, is um, sort of fully recognized, is presupposed in this period through Reconstruction and immediately after Reconstruction that, of course, blacks will be educated separately from whites. This becomes instantiated in, um, in what law in 1896? Or what, uh, what court case? Plessy versus Ferguson, right? Plessy versus Ferguson, 1896, establishes uh, a legally defensible uh, clause of, of what phrase? Separate but equal, right? This becomes uh, uh, operational, uh, op- essentially operational law uh, through the first half of the 20th century. Plessy versus Ferguson um, instantiates what, had already, what was already being practiced uh, here in Charlottesville, and that is uh, clear segregation or clear separation between black education and, and white education. Now, Jefferson School is established as a grade school, right? And it does not have a high school. The absence of a black high school uh, is a continuous thorn for black leaders in Charlottesville. And in 1919, the pastor of First Baptist Church named Clarence Long has finally had enough, and he agitates and gets all of the other black ministers in Charlottesville for the course of a season to preach against educating especially black boys to work with their hands, right? Because the educational system presupposes that black boys are going to graduate and go right into the manual arts, right? What does that mean? Carpentry, masonry, right? Why is that? Because, of course, we've been, you know, we believe racialized eugenics, race-based medicine. We all know that African Americans don't actually have an intellect. There's no point in sending them to to high school and then on to college. Because, of course, the science coming out of the University of Virginia (laughs) has reinforced the simple fact that uh, and a grade school education is sufficient. Clarence Long, together with a number of the other black ministers, reminding us that the place of the black church has always been around issues of social justice, right? that politics and black religion are uh, closely aligned because the black church has been the anchor uh, institution for black communities. Uh, So Clarence Long and his uh, other um, African-American ministers band together and they preach a series of sermons. 
agitating against this. The response by the white, I was going to say the white dominated, it's not white dominated, the exclusively white uh, uh, Charlottesville City School Board is fine. That's great. And they take out the wood shop. So if you don't want to educate your kids uh, to the manual arts, it's not that we'll improve the educational system. They actually take out the wood shop. Fine, they take the wood shop away. So by 1926, things have gotten frustrating enough that the African American community has finally convinced the um, uh, city school board that African Americans have a right to a high school education. And the first move is great. We'll give you a high school education, except that it's only two years. It's ninth and 10th grades. They still can't graduate with a diploma. Within three years, it's demonstrated that the pressures are so great. There are so many African-American children that are doing well in those two grades that the white school board finally caves and actually gives them a full four-year high school education so that by, 18, by 1926, you can be black in Charlottesville and actually graduate with a high school diploma. Think about that, what, what I've just said. So from 1865 to 1926, if you're a lower middle class or middle class black family living in Charlottesville, how do you send your kid to college? It's just not even on the radar unless you have enough wealth to pay a remote tuition and to board your kid. That's a structural limitation that says you simply can't go to high school. You simply can't go to college. So this is the legacy that African Americans have been fighting against by the time we get to the years of the 1930s and the 1940s, right? All of that is in the background for all of this. Um, the Jefferson School, as we see it, has expanded significantly over time. Uh, it remains the African-American high school until when? 1954? 1954, what? Major case? Brown versus Board of Education, right? 1954, Brown versus Board of Education. The city of Charlottesville participates in what becomes called massive resistance. So we just say, no thanks. We do not, the city of Charlottesville does not integrate at schools. And in the year of uh, a federal judge in 1958, federal judge says, oh, uh, uh, yes, you are. Actually, you are going to integrate your schools. What does the city school system do? It shuts down its white schools. So there is no public education for white kids in the academic year 1958-1959. Now, the Jefferson School continues to operate. It's doing fine. Right? There's no closure of the Jefferson School, but all of the white-owned schools, or the white-occupied schools, shut down for that academic year. Except that they don't. It's in that same year that we see the establishment of the Robert E. Lee School. Note the name. We see the foundation of basically a living room and basement high, sc uh, high school, well, all schools, elementary through high schools. All of those educational processes all of that is relocated from the public school buildings into living rooms and basements in white houses throughout the city of Charlottesville. And so there's actually set up a process whereby houses uh, proximate to one another will be a single grade, and all of the kids are going to that grade. And so for that year, 
They're continuing their education, but in the private residences of Charlottesville's white families. 1959 to 1960, the, all the public schools reopen. They are partially integrated, except that the Robert E. Lee School continues. It is a uh, painful echo that many of Charlottesville's private schools that are in operation today are also founded in the 1970s with the closure of the Robert E. Lee School. Right? The Robert E. Lee School finally closes and uh, stops graduating students in the 1970s, and we see a robust private education system uh, uh, emerging in Charlottesville in those same decades. In 1960, the city of Charlottesville puts forward for a vote whether they should engage in urban renewal. Okay? Uh, there is a citywide vote. The choice to engage in urban renewal passes by a slim margin. But we have to recognize that that vote in 1960 is still subject to Charlottesville's poll tax. So there's a significant percentage of Charlottesville city residents that can't afford to pay the poll tax to then contribute their voice in that vote in the year 1960. Voting Rights Act of 1964 would finally make illegal poll taxes, right? So that choice to engage in urban renewal is less than a year from the final forced integration of the school system. 